Good morning and welcome to Mina Mentors, the weekly podcast that shapes entrepreneurs in the Mina region. The podcast will be hosted by Sasha Christie and Luka Stanejovic. Good morning and welcome to Mina Mentors. My name is Sasha Christie. This is the fourth episode of our podcast and the topic for the day will be how to drive more users to your mobile application or in other, in other words, how to get more downloads uh, on your mobile applications. So this morning we're joined with Luca. Good morning, Luca. Morning, Sasha. Nowadays, every business needs a mobile application and especially in our case, we're getting a lot of clients that have certain requirements involving mobile applications. So the big question is always, how once you have the application that is up and running, how do you drive users or how do you drive download to your app? I think the most important place to start is with the actual app store. So how you, you know, how you present your app on the app store. I think it's there's a lot that businesses can do even without spending any money or without making much effort. So for example, I noticed a lot of apps like let's say if my app uh, teaches you languages, it'll say in the title, you know, like learn new languages. It'll, for example, Duolingo, learn new languages. I mean, I don't know if that's their title or whatever. I don't know if it's, if it's a food app, it'll be like whatever the name of the app is and then like order food online or get food delivered, something like that. So even that little title is a, is a big part of your app store optimization and how you get people to click your app in the first place and, uh, and then download it. Another thing I've noticed businesses do a lot is they start treating the app descriptions in the app stores kind of like uh, like descriptions, like meta descriptions on websites. You know what we used to do with with SEO, so they'll they'll really front load the information of, on what the app does and what's interesting about it, so that people can just by reading a you know half the description before even expanding it, they know what they're getting and they're interested in downloading the application. So the Apple Store is also keywords oriented. Yeah, definitely. So you can uh, not only there's actually a keyword section that you can fill in as well, which which helps a lot. So not only your search keyword keyword dependent, but even your recommended applications and stuff are related to the keywords that you set up on your application. So it's really important to do it not to get not just accurate keywords, but to use smart keywords. So to look, you know, put in stuff that people might actually search for and. Things like that. So AS, ASO is becoming a thing now, you know, just like SEO. People are people are actually paying agencies to come up with the best ways to post their apps on app stores and get them found. In other words, if you want to have a proper Apple Store optimization in place, you need the right title, you need the right icon, you need the right screenshots, you need the right description using the right keywords. Yeah. Is there anything else to add as part of the Apple Store optimization? I mean, I think those are the main ones, really. That's that's what bit people really need to focus on before anything else. I think I think other app store stuff is quite minor compared to that. What we experience a lot with our clients as well is that usually we focus on, on search engine optimization more when it comes to websites. But search engine optimization can also be used when it comes to mobile apps. What we usually do is that we, you know, you can build a landing page a simple landing page, it can be a one-page website that you know includes different sections showcasing your app. What are the features of your app? What does your application um, do? And the whole point here is to have a landing page that describes your app, gives the links in order to download your app, whether it's on, on the Apple Store and on the Android Store. And this landing page, you work on SEO on it, meaning that you know you 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 will be investing um, on certain keywords for for a certain period of month, whether it's four to six months, 
so that eventually when people are looking for your type of app or the services that your app is offering, they will land on your landing page. Your landing page will describe your app and what your app does. And eventually these people will click on the links to download the app and they will become users. What you need to understand is that nowadays, and and these are actual statistics, 74 to 75% of the people are actually browsing on Google using their mobile phones. So it's pretty convenient and easy to have a landing page in place where people can directly see the benefits of your mobile app through this landing page and then within one tap, download your app directly through the Apple Store or the iOS Store, uh, the, the Android Store. That's that's something that most app developer uses as well. I think that's quite an innovative, I think that's a pretty interesting way of getting your app you know, out there in front of users. It's, it's uh, And yeah, we do, we do do it a lot. A lot of other companies have moved to this method as well. What do you think about paid? What do you think about paid traffic for app downloads? When it comes to paid traffic, there are three main ways um, where you can pay for traffic. The first one is Google AdWords. Because as we mentioned earlier, uh, a lot of companies invest on SEO through a landing page. The problem with SEO through a landing page is that it takes time. On average, four, six, eight months maximum. So in order to get immediate traffic, what companies do is that they invest on Google AdWords. They create campaigns uh, using the Google AdWords dashboard. Uh, you know, they put in place certain keywords. They put in place certain ad group. They decide on the budget on a daily basis. And, and, and then based on that, uh, their landing page will appear first on Google based on the keywords that they've selected for a certain period of time during that day, based on the budget that you have put in place. That's number one. Number two, which a lot of companies invest on, is social media advertisement. As of now, it's not as effective as it used to be to grow organically on social media. So you have to pay in order to reach out to your target market. So you put in place certain campaigns, put in place your description, you put in place your pictures, and you and, and, and you try to reach out to your target market with a certain budget on a daily basis, whether it's through Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest, doesn't matter. A lot of companies are now using on are now investing on social media when it comes to paid traffic. The third point, which is in my opinion the most important one, is what we call now the CPI campaigns, which are cost per installation campaigns. Do you wanna do you wanna guide us through that, Luca? Yeah, so basically, I mean it's like it's just like paid search ads, but they move to the you know mobile app platform. So I'm sure everyone has used like a free version of some application where you get ads and then you get these uh, either these full page ads, you know, after you complete some sort of action on your application or you might get these little pop ups at the top or at the bottom and they encourage you to install some other apps. I feel like the full page ones are more effective because you can like showcase sort of what your app does a little bit of app content or something like that. And uh, then maybe follow it up with those banner ads afterwards just to remind people. But basically, yeah, you're just pushing your application through other applications using targeted keywords and stuff. So it'll show up on related apps, apps that are related to yours and where people might be interested in downloading your app afterwards. And it's pretty effective. It's I think that um, 35% of people download uh, something around 35% find new apps through ads on other apps. You can't expect most people to click it, but that's just standard with paid advertising. But you know, it's it's still it's still pretty effective. No, and it's very effective. Why? Because you only pay per new user. 
if I understand yeah. that correctly. Yeah, it's yeah, cost per installation. Per install, you yeah. only pay a certain amount of money. Sometimes it's $1.5, sometimes it's $0.5. It depends what kind of campaign you have in place, but you only pay a certain amount every single time a new user downloads your app. So the return investment is, 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 is pretty effective. It's pretty decent, yeah. It's very good. I think, I understand, you know, you think this one's, this is the most important method and I agree with you. It's pretty essential to have it out there. What do you think though about, once again, the, speaking of the numbers, I think something like 60% of people download apps because they're recommended by their friends. So they, their main source of, uh, their main source of new app information and sort of inspiration to download new apps is through friends and family, you know, getting recommendations from people. So what do you think about this? What do you think? Do you know any like effective ways of getting, uh, of getting people to recommend an app to their friends? I, I agree with, with you when it comes to everything is about social recommendation nowadays. And the way we usually put this in place uh, within the apps that we build or whenever we give advices to, to entrepreneurs is that when you build an app, you know, building an app is pretty expensive. It takes time and it's expensive. So we always try to build an app that will support itself and that will, in other words, do marketing on its own. Because if you were to invest on marketing at the latest stage, it will end up being very expensive. So what we usually do when we build apps, we put in place what we call the loyalty system. Okay, With this loyalty system, we add a feature that we call share this app within your friends. And the whole point of this is that as a user on the app, if I share the app with my friends, because nowadays within one tap, I can share any app to more than 256 people on WhatsApp, or it can be done through email, it can be done through Facebook, it can be done through different kinds of platforms. But the point is that on an app now, we have the possibility to add this feature, add this functionality where user can share the app to up to 256 people in one click. And the advantage with this is that we can track the traction or the traffic that this specific user brought to our app. For example, I can see and I can track that Sasha, for instance, has shared this app with 256 people. And out of this, seven of his friends ended up downloading the app. And what we put in place is that we have this loyalty system in place where, I don't know, every time one of my friends or connection ends up you know, downloading this app, I get one point, I get two points, I get three points, whatever it is, this, this pyramid of points can be set up for every app. And the point is that the more points we accumulate or the more loyalty points we, a user accumulates, he ends up getting discounts, he ends up getting free gifts, vouchers, whatever it is, so that you encourage your users to take... I mean, seconds of their time or minutes of their time and actually share this app within their community so that they can get something out of it. And this is proven to be very effective because, as I said, when you take the time to build an app, it's expensive and it takes time. So if at the latest stage you have to invest a lot of money on marketing in order to generate the needed traffic to your app, it will end up being very expensive. But if you build this app the right way using these loyalty system and using these share your app feature within your app itself, you can actually use the first hundred, the first 200 users that you have on your app in order to generate new downloads on a daily basis. And this is something something that we've seen with many, many of our clients or many apps out there in the past. I think, for example, we 
What did Uber Eat do as soon as they launched in UAE? Because as soon as they launched in UAE, Uber Eat, I mean, they had many competitors, whether it's Deliveroo, whether it's Zomato, whether it's all these big guys. I think they had something very similar in place where if you downloaded your the, the, the app and you shared it with your friends, if any of your friends would download the app through your tracking code, let's call it, you would get a, like a 15, 20 or 25 dirhams voucher. So what people used to do is they used to share it with as many people as they could so that eventually they could accumulate 100, 150, 200 terms voucher on their app so that they could, I mean, most of them ended up having a free lunch for two weeks, three weeks. But the advantage here is that within two months, they had a massive competitive advantage over their competitors because the, the volume that they attracted to this app was that's a proper example of it. Yeah, for sure. I think it's it's an interesting way to go about it. And we, you know, as with we always tell this to people, but the value of customers that are referred to you over customers that'll that find you in some other way or customers that you pay to reach is just it's massive. Like it's easier to convert them. They're more loyal customers. They're more they have a higher lifetime uh, high, higher lifetime value for your business. So it's uh, it's it's super important to get some kind of referral system, some kind of loyalty program in place. Okay, and what about traditional marketing? Is this still effective for mobile apps? And what kind of business should use it? I think with traditional advertising, it's not bad. You know, you have access to a lot of modern elements in traditional advertising. So, you know, if you put up a billboard with an application or like something just, you know, out there, one of these mass media push strategies, which, which, which is supposed to reach a lot of people. The cool thing is you can include QR codes, you know, even in a print ad in a magazine, you can just slap your QR code in there and it kind of adds this modern element to it. So people can still find your app and download it in, in seconds. They don't have to make much of an effort, despite the fact that they're not already on your platform when they see the ad, you know, it's not literally just click to it through another application, but it's still just you know, open your phone and scan a QR code, which is which is still pretty quick and still pretty effective. I feel radio and TV are a bit less effective, although the advantage of TV would be you get to showcase maybe some app features and some of what the app actually does on a screen, you know, rather than just having one static image because, you know, when, we're t- when you're talking about a mobile app, it's, it's hard to show what it does through like one image on some sort of billboard. I think we saw this with Spotify's launch here, you know, they advertise very aggressively using billboards on the main roads here in the UAE. And I think this this might work for them because, you know, everybody already knows about Spotify. It, it, they kind of just created awareness of their arrival in the UAE. They didn't even really need brand awareness in general, so to speak. So yeah, they just, they, they advertise quite aggressively. You know, you heard, you heard about it. They put up these billboards and then even, you know, this even created word of mouth buzz. You know, people went around, they were like, oh man, did you see the billboards on Shakespeare? You know, Spotify's coming to the UAE, finally. This and that. So, you know, it depends on how, how influential your business is and how much traction you already have in the market, you know, how much people are already aware of your brand. But it can be effective. I just think it's for the average company, it's incredibly expensive for, you know, what are probably minor returns compared to any other marketing methods. So I think if you're more budget conscious with your application, you want to. You know, maybe you're a startup or maybe you're just a business that doesn't have, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars to invest into marketing. I think traditional methods might just be too expensive to go with. You need to get a bit more innovative. You know, what we talked about earlier, app store optimization, maybe pay for some installs here and there. But like, 
you know, keep a blog, things that, you know, have a referral program, things that'll get you, I feel, cheap visitors, but who have a high value over time. What do you feel about public relation? Because we, we're seeing PR services being more and more effective nowadays, especially when it comes to launching apps that are innovative in this market. What do you feel about public relation? Well, I mean, even we started recently doing PR and we've done it for a couple of applications actually with decent success. I mean, very good success actually. But I think, I mean, I think PR is very effective nowadays if you have an effective way of going about your PR. If you have somebody who's going to get your app out there, I mean, what do you think about this? It's, it's like, I feel if you're not going to get something published and if you're not going to get it, once again, if you're going to pay a lot to get your name out there through PR, I just don't think it's, it's that good for small businesses. The way I would approach it is that nowadays, how it works, if you want to reach out to all these big magazines, if you want to reach out to all these big publications, it's not going to happen. It will not happen unless, as you said, you're willing to pay a lot for these kind of publications. So the way we usually approach it and what, uh, what I would suggest is that you make a list of 40, 50, 60 magazine, online publication, offline publication that are targeting your industry. For example, if, if, if you're launching an innovative app that has to do with technology, target publication that are in this industry. And then what you do is you write your own press release using certain press release guidelines. You take the time to write a press release talking about your app, what makes your app special, but following some rules and some guidelines when it comes to press releases. You can, you can find these templates online. And what you do is as soon as you have this press release in place, you share it with these 40, 50, 60 contact details of editors that you found that are working for these specific publications that are in your industry. And then you follow up with them until you get to the point where they actually publish your article. And it's pretty simple to do that because how it works here and actually how it works in Europe is that all these editors are getting paid a commission or let's call it an incentive every time they publish a new article. So these editors have two ways to go about this. The first way is by themselves finding products, services, apps, websites, whatever it is that they can talk about, actually take the time to write an article and then publish it, or take an existing one that you have created by yourself. They will read, so it's easy work for them. They will read your press release or your press article. They will edit them the way they want it to be edited, and then they will publish it. So for them, it's easy money, let's call it, or free money. So that's the way I would, I would approach it. And the good thing is as soon as you have these smaller players or small magazines, small online, offline publications that start talking about your app, it's also easier to reach out to the big players out there. Because the, the big players will never give you their time unless you have some kind of PR in place to start with. And PR is very effective, especially if, if you start having article published online or offline, it gives you a lot of exposure, it gives you a lot of new users, and it gives you a lot of credibility. Because whatever online or offline publication or magazine that talked about your app, their logo can be used on your landing page, on your website, to prove the success or the effectiveness of, of your app. Fair point. I think it's definitely something that, that can help when uh, we use properly, especially in this market here. I feel that, you know, it. As you mentioned earlier, I think the way journalists here are paid for most news publications, it's, it's quite easy to get them to push something and publish it. 
So I don't know. Is there anything else you want to talk about? I think we pretty much covered the whole topic here. There's, if anybody, I mean, there's always more that can be done, but these are the main points that that uh, I want to discuss. Yeah, I mean, we'll be doing bulky mating. But also, I mean, there's so many things that could be done, but these are the most effective ways that we've seen, and since we're in the industry for quite some time now, these are the most effective channels to use. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think you know, if anybody's listening to this and they're launching an application and they want to get started, I think. You know, this is a good place to start. Just uh, going with the stuff we discussed today, it, it's definitely going to get quite a lot of initial traction. And then from there, it's uh, just a matter of reassessing what needs to be done, you know, what's, what strategies you have and taking it further. Good. Thank you, Luca, for your input. I hope that you guys enjoyed it and we'll see you next week.